Hi, everyone. Welcome to Episode 2 of Talk Danger Zone Jobs, the Overseas Contracting Show. I'm William Beaver, Editor-in-Chief and Founder of DangerZoneJobs.com. And today's question, why am I not finding overseas contracting jobs? I'm going to take it on faith that most of the people that come to our website or listen to this show are very serious people who are actually trying to actively find an overseas contracting position and are having difficulty doing that. I get a lot of email from people that seem to kind of impulsively say, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job. But it doesn't work like that. There's a process that has to be followed. It's not my process. It's the process of the industry. And you can try to ignore it all you want, but all it will do is frustrate you. So what I'm trying to do in this show is to help guide you through whatever that process might be, and figure out strategies and tips for doing it better than everybody else. At Danger Zone Jobs, my strategy is very simple. I want to get you as easily as possible into the company systems that would hire for your career field. That's one reason I don't have a job bank on my website, because nobody would use it anyway. The contracting companies would not come and look for you. They want you into their system. The days of that, of them trying to find people, is long gone. They have more applicants than they can ever use, and so you have to play the game in their field. Job posts are put out by companies for a lot of different reasons, and sometimes it has nothing to do with an available job. They might have a job available, they've looked through their company database and didn't find somebody that fit it, and now they're posting a job trying to fill it. Or... Maybe they have somebody in mind they want to give that job to, but company policy demands that they have to post the job for fairness and transparency. There's a lot of different reasons that a a job could be posted out there. And by the same token, there's a lot of reasons that you won't see a job out there. There was a survey that came out earlier in the year where hundreds of companies were asked about their job posting process. And what they discovered in this survey was that 80% of the jobs were never even posted. They weren't even publicized. They were either filled internally or somebody in their company recommended somebody else. So there's a lot of ways that a company will fill a position, and some of them may seem even unfair. But legally, they have no obligation to have to post a job unless it's something that is union, for example, or maybe government positions that require such a thing. So, as I said, you have to be ready to play this game on their field by their terms. What I want to do now is I want to cover 10 reasons that you might not be finding overseas contracting jobs. And I'm going to take not finding to mean either you don't see jobs that are posted for your career field, or two, you apply to jobs that are posted, but you never hear anything back. A lot of people make the mistake of thinking that I don't see a job posted, therefore no job exists. But in reality, as I just showed you here, many of the company's jobs might never even make it to the light of day. So let's start with the top 10. Number one, the job is already filled. This would be a case where you saw a job posted, you applied for it, nothing happens. You don't hear back from them, nothing further takes place, the job is already filled and they just perhaps don't take the job down or they don't mention to people that we filled the job. It sucks, yes, but it happens every day. A second one might be, you aren't qualified for the job. 
I get people all the time sending me emails saying, I'll do anything. I'm qualified to do anything you want. Just get me overseas. But it doesn't work like that in a system where people are looking through computer banks trying to match up qualifications with job requirements. They're not just going to take it on faith that you're a good employee. You have to match up with what they're looking for. A third reason, you aren't found by HR for some reason. I mentioned in the first episode that last year I surveyed the 300 companies that I follow on Danger Zone Jobs to see what kind of job search process they use. And of those 300, 119 at that time used some form of an applicant tracking system. You've seen these where you'll fill out a profile, sign in, maybe upload your resume, fill out all kinds of questions and so forth. But what that meant is that out of that 300, 181 other ones didn't have such a system. So it might just say on there, if you're interested in applying for this company, send us an email with your resume. But just imagine a company that gets hundreds or thousands of emails with resumes attached that they have to do something with. Emails get lost. Companies are not going to take the time to go through all those resumes when it comes time to fill a job. So you just get overlooked. It happens all the time. Another reason, you aren't properly prepared. Let's say that you go into a company, a company's website, and they say, give me this information, upload this paperwork, and so forth. And you're not ready for it. You don't have the paperwork ready, or maybe you don't even have it. So you leave your profile unfinished. Company X goes in there looking for somebody that matches your qualifications, but because your profile is not complete, you don't show up on the radar. Another very common problem is having unrealistic expectations about how the process works and the time involved. I don't mean to point out anybody, but I get a lot of emails all the time at Danger Zone Jobs where people will just simply say, I'm looking for a job in trucking. Give me a job. Or you know, some form of that where they send an email with all their documents attached and say, take a look at my documents and give me a job that fits me. This is never going to happen. You have to follow a process whereby a recruiter or somebody in the company that's looking for a particular position can see easily whether you match them or not. And it's not going to be by that, by uh, just sending an email and saying, give me a job. They're never going to take the time to look through all that material in the first place. They need to have something that works much more professionally. Another reason, you can't find companies with overseas positions that you would fit. Now, there's a couple different points of this. One is, the first is, you need to keep track about what's going on in the industry. Who's getting what contracts? Who gave who a subcontract? And that information is out there to find. A lot of it we post on Danger Zone Jobs. You can see it um, on main media websites if you want to do all that detective work. You can find people discussing it in you know, you know, forums that are in your job field. Whatever it is, you have to keep track of who's doing what so that you can apply properly to the companies that would have such a thing. You can't find companies with positions that you would fit if you don't know how to search their site. Like I said in the first episode, a lot of companies will post a position in Afghanistan but list a stateside location. 
You have to look for terms like oconus or deployed or something along those lines to be able to find anything that might fit what you're looking for. Another problem, you apply to positions that are contingent upon award. Sometimes if you don't look too closely at the job post, you'll miss this. Basically, contingent upon award means that somebody is trying to get a contract and they're trying to get people into their applicant pool so that if they're awarded the contract, they can ramp up really quickly. It doesn't mean they're close to getting an award. They may not even be in the running. But they'll put that up there like it's a real job. And unless you're paying attention, you might miss that. So you apply to this job, and then you never hear anything back. Another reason, you don't follow instructions or somehow alienate the HR people. This happens all the time. They'll say in their instructions for applying, do this, do this, do this, and then do that. And if you don't follow it, they disregard it. That could be something as simple as reply to this job posting with an email and in the subject line put whatever. They're serious about that. You don't do that, you don't even get considered. And finally, this is one that I'm going to cover in more detail later, but it's you're qualified for the job, but for some reason you're unemployable for that position. Something, for example, a security clearance later on might flag and a lot of the reasons that this comes up is because people will, in the HR departments do go out on the Internet and see what they can find about somebody that they're interested in. Don't think that doesn't happen. It happens all the time. They might look for you on Facebook. They'll look for you just basically Googling your name. You need to do what we call a social media audit, which is if somebody was out there looking for you, what would they find? In our next episode, we're going to cover networking. It's one of the most critical parts of finding an overseas contracting position, and I'm going to go into it in some depth. I look forward to you coming back, and I hope you're enjoying our series. This is William Beaver, Editor-in-Chief of Danger Zone Jobs. Until next time.